This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. episode 238. Thank you everyone for joining me today on Russo's brand channel attitude. You know how much we appreciate all of you. Like just a huge thank you and a big, a big internet hug from me and Vinnie Rue. If Vinnie Rue gave internet hugs. (laughs) Hey, this is episode, like I said, 238. This is a long uh, time friend of mine from Los Angeles, uh, California. He's a television producer, and we met years ago. He's also got a foundation called the MS Fitness Challenge, where it helps people with MS uh, deal and manage. Now, you might not know anybody with MS, or possibly maybe even you have MS. Today's episode, today's podcast is to shed light on what MS is, how to deal with it, how to recognize it, what signs, what symptoms are, and maybe if there's somebody that you know that has it, you can point them in David's direction and he can give him give them some help. He's got a really, really badass story. I want this to inspire you and encourage you no matter what ailments you're going through, whatever bullshit, whatever your handicap is, just remember a lot of times there is some sort of help that's that's out there and I want you to be aware of it. I want that to spark uh, a fire inside of you that if you're hurting in some way, even mentally, that you seek out some help. Without further ado, this is my great friend, uh, Mr. David Lyons. This is uh, a very dear friend of mine, David Lyons, and uh, he's going to tell you a little bit more about everything that he does, but we were just talking off air about being sick or having COVID or a cold or a flu, and I had said to him, it always makes me appreciate when I'm sick, when I'm not sick, and then I start to think about people that have you know, illnesses and things that are debilitating that we don't think about. And and one of the things that I didn't know about David until I met you was, was MS, multiple sclerosis. And you, sir, are just an overall inspiration for health and wellness and living your best life and not making excuses and taking names and numbers. Like, let's talk to the people about who you are, what you do, what you've done, what you've written and just everything that you're about and what they can plug into. Because like me, you've got a big pie and lots of different slices. And we're just very, very grateful to have somebody of your caliber on the show for Russo's Brand Channel Attitude. I'm going to open the floor and just introduce yourself to all of these bros and babes. Mostly bros, mostly guy audience. But, uh, you know, you've got a lot of information and a lot of value and education and, and, and experience that can really help all of us. And then let's shed some light on your foundation, the MS Fitness Challenge, and let's talk about that a little bit. Well, first, thank you for having me on. It's always Aww. a doing anything with you. I, I, don't care. I don't care what it is. I always have fun with you. So you You're know, this- a cool dude, man. And, and these guys... This guy, like, look at him. He's basically as a pro wrestler. You're a pro athlete, and you've just got such a great vibe to you, David. And you're not a creep. I can, I just get so excited. <laughs> Tell your wife, thank God, I got another one I can count that isn't a creep. <laughs> yeah, really. She'll be happy to hear that. Yes. She, yes, she, always tell, she always tells me I'm not creepy, which is good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But yeah, so most of the people that are listening and watching this, 
they don't have no idea who I am. You know, I was a, a competitive bodybuilder in the 1980s. I was a martial artist. I was almost a professional fighter um, in my earlier years. And of course, as you can see, I was a Marine. So, you know, I was always healthy, doing all this athletic stuff. And one day at the ripe old age of uh, 47, I'm working out and my left arm starts getting a weird feeling of numbness, getting some pain in there. You know, and the first thought is, you know, am I having a heart attack, you know, right in the middle of my workout? And I, I kind of got brushed that off and I don't have heart attacks. So I just kept working out. And then as time went by, weeks, I just kept ignoring this and it, it spread from my arm down my body into my legs to the point that I was pretty much paralyzed from here down. I couldn't walk. I couldn't get my legs to move. I was holding on just to, to get from one place to the next. Wow. And at that time, well, they rushed me into the hospital and they said, something's seriously wrong with you, dude. You probably have a brain tumor or something because this is really bad. They did five days of testing. Long story short, told me I had MS. I said, what's MS? I had no idea what MS is. Mm -hmm. The doctor explained it to me and he said, really? The amount of damage that's been done to your nervous system by this disease, you will be in a wheelchair permanently in six months. He said, I don't think you're going to be able to go much longer than that without needing a wheelchair just to get around. You know, and I, I'm a faith-based type of guy. So I looked at the doctor and I said, doc, you know, you know, medicine, that's great. I'm, you know, very happy you're the top neurologist in the country here. And, but, you know, no, my God, I'm not going to sit in a wheelchair you're not even going to wheel me out of this hospital. Well, they didn't want to release me out of the hospital because you have to be wheeled out. So I said, all right. I sat in the wheelchair to from, I was on the third floor, down to the first floor, to the lobby. The minute that elevator door opened, <laughs> I, I pushed myself out. I grabbed onto the walls and the, the aide is going, Mr. Lyons, you can't do that. I was a watch. And I walked out of the front door. And I have never sat in a wheelchair other than to show people how to exercise in a wheelchair. And that's 16 years ago. So, Wow, dude, that's huge. I didn't even know it was that long ago. Yeah, it's over 16 years now. But, you know, I looked at it this way, Goldie. If I'm going to have an incurable disease, I'm going to beat this thing. And that's what I set out to do. But I really didn't know what I was doing. You know, I kept going down the bodybuilding road. I thought, you know, hey, I'm just going to get bigger and stronger. I'm just going to tackle this. It didn't work. I mean, I competed in the, in the um, Florida State Bodybuilding Championships at 50 years old. That was three years after my diagnosis. There's a big trophy up there from that competition. But I still couldn't bend my leg. I was shaking. I couldn't, couldn't squeeze my hand. I was a mess. I had to get guys to lift me in and out of the equipment. So... The MS wasn't getting better through bodybuilding. So I said, you know, I've been training people for over 25 years at that point. I said, there's got to be something in the way that I'm training that's not right. Even though people are saying, just move your body and work out and you'll be okay with MS. And I, and I saw that wasn't working for anybody. It wasn't working for people online. It wasn't working for me. So I went back to school. I started to study the nervous system, the the muscle muscles in the body better than I did before as a trainer many, many years ago, I started studying the brain as well. So there's things we never really studied 
as trainers years ago. One was the nervous system and the other one was the brain. We studied muscles, but I didn't understand how it all worked together. So I started to educate myself. I also started to look for studies. Who in this country is working with people with MS physically that is doing something that's changing the progression of the disease? I found nothing. I found a bunch of garbage. So I went out of the country in my studying and I found there were studies that were done in Europe and some other countries where they would take people and do things with the nervous system based on how they were training and how they were moving. So I said, okay, we understand in the United States, they don't want to cure anything. You know, <laughs> they want to give us drugs and they want to make billions of dollars and doing a good job with it. Cause every five minutes you see a new commercial on television about something that's going to help you get through something. So all of this stuff that I was learning, I started to say, you know, there's got to be ways of applying this through exercise. And I used myself as a guinea pig. But the biggest mistake I made is I still had the bodybuilding mentality. So I kept trying to lift as heavy as I can using these training methods. Well, I ended up tearing my pec. I was benching 400 pounds. You know, my fourth rep, the whole pec tore off. Oh, Oh, it was bad. It was bad. Yeah. If I didn't have MS, that would have hurt. <laughs> but oh. I learned that it wasn't pushing to the limits of the resistance. It was the intensity. It was training methods that I was using that were more important. And the form that I was using, it was the focus that I put in my brain before I even moved the muscle. Interesting. So there was a brain to muscle connection that had to be made. There's a chemical in our brain called acetylcholine. And I know a lot of athletes know acetylcholine, but they don't really know what it does or how to generate it. Acetylcholine moves our muscles. Without acetylcholine, our muscles don't move. I found that people with MS or any type of chronic condition, their acetylcholine level goes like that. So they really don't have a lot being produced. So we have to produce it. So I learned how to do that. So I applied all of these things, and that's how I created Optimal Body Training. And that was about 12 years ago. But I never did anything with anyone until I made sure it worked with me. And that took a few years to do. And that's really where I'm at now, helping people all over the world overcome their limitations through the type of training that I do. That's what the bottom last one is, the OBP fitness. That's the optimal body. Yes, fitness. Okay. Now, that training program, it kind of gears to people with MS as far as what it says, but it works for anyone with any type of chronic condition, whether it's lupus, arthritis, um, even anti-aging. I've done this with people my age and older that was like falling apart and I've used these training methods. They had nothing wrong with them other than their age. And we reversed all of that. And now they're running around like they're 30 years old. It's how you train and what you think when you're training. That makes wow, the difference. David, that's just, I didn't even know that when we were talking yeah. before about things. Yeah. It's, you know, it, it's something that I kind of understood from my days as being a fighter and, and, and a Marine, you know, the focus that we had to have, 
but I never really understood how that focus creates acetylcholine to go high, how that focus creates a, the ability for nerves to be connected, how that focus activates muscle fibers deeper than just going to the gym and going like this. You know, and you see a lot of people in the gym and they're going like this and you see them 10 years later and they don't look any different because just moving is good for the blood system. You know, it gets the blood flowing. It's good for the body and it could build some type of muscle, but it is not going to build the maximum amount of muscle or create the connections and the processes in the body that you need. So you've got to train properly. So whether you're a competitive bodybuilder or you're someone in a wheelchair with MS, it's the same principles. It's just done differently depending on the condition or the limits that you're trying to overcome. Can you explain a little bit about like what you're thinking about without giving it away or yeah, yeah. like, I mean, I've never heard of that before and I've been listening to a lot of um, at the gym instead of music and things that I need to learn. I've been listening to more motivational type of just not even podcasts, just like they'll have like those videos that have the inspirational music and then quotes and whatnot. But I'm like, this is actually you know, it's just so much of it is law of attraction and imagine um, somebody's quote. Was it uh, maybe it was Einstein's quote? Was it? It was like something more about you, you're 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 better off with more imagination than education. I think is what it was like because education yeah. you you cap out at, but imagination is you know uh, limitless. True. So I guess that's kind of applying almost the same thing, but kind of to what? Yeah. You're so I'll I'll explain part of this. So you kind of get the overview. Number one, we don't listen to music. We don't listen to anything in our head while we're training. Now, there's two two schools there. There's some studies that say if you listen to music, you could focus more. But more studies show that if you listen to music, part of your brain is being taken to the music. So it's not focusing all on what you're doing. And I found that the people that had no music were in better condition overall than the ones that had it. So I apply that. We have no sound whatsoever. The only sound is you thinking, am I working my bicep? What am I doing? Am I working my chest? How am I isolating it? Am I working my back? Well, if I'm working my back and I'm pulling with my arms, then I'm not working my back. And I just did a video on this for my group and Facebook group because we have monthly challenges. And I said, think about this, guys. Your arms are the means of moving your back, okay? Because you have to go like this. Mm -hmm. But you can have 90% of your arms pulling and 10% of your back, or you could have 90% of your back pulling and 10% of your arms. It's what you think and where you focus. That focus has to be hyper. It's a hyper focus. Where when you're training, you have nothing. So if you're in the gym, you know, I have people, they put on noise, uh, you know, getting rid of noise on those little headphones that are noise blocking. Yep. Noise cancellation. Right. Noise. There you go. Um, If I'm at home, I just don't put the music on. I don't let anybody talk to me. My phone is off. And the same thing with the people that I train. And I found that I've tested it both ways. So this is trial and error is what I love doing. So I did all of my training with my own training methods with music on. 
and I trained people with music behind them. And then I did it without it. And we found that they got quicker results and I got better results, not thinking about anything, but what I was doing. So in my head, it's a repetitive, like a, uh, you know, a tape that just goes around, around, around. Okay, do this. Okay, do that. Focus on the muscle. That is the key to acetylcholine being produced higher. It's the key for the brain to connect the muscles. It's the key for the muscle fibers to be activated more deeply. And if you have a neurological, a neurological condition, it's the way you create neuroplasticity, which is the redirection of the nerves. So that is one of the key elements to all this. But then there's probably about 20 different training methods that I use. Some incorporate part of what some bodybuilders are doing, which are negative resistance. But there's a lot of other things that we're doing, like stopping at a certain point, flexing at a certain point, creating contraction and stretch where normally you're just doing it quickly. So there's a lot of different uh, methods that I incorporate, and we're constantly changing those so the body doesn't plateau. How did you, how did you yeah. think of all this? Like, this is just crazy. Uh, like Kendra said, she goes, you're not that smart. God's, God's giving you the answers. Oh, ouch. <laughs> now, I'm from the streets of New York. You know what I mean? I used to ride a Harley. I'm not, I don't, I'm not as smart as, as what I'm doing. My, my brain is about this big, but my knowledge is about this big. I'll leave it to Kendra to bring it down to size. Sounds like my dad. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get don't get the ego, Dave. You had that when you were winning all those awards back there. Stop with the ego. This is not about the ego. It's not about what you're doing. It's about what you're doing for other people. And the funny thing with all this is, when I first started bodybuilding with MS, my first thought, Goldie, is I'm going to travel everywhere and I'm going to compete in competition after competition, and I'm going to prove to the world that David Lyons is the strongest dude and he could overcome anything. And after my first competition and I got a standing ovation, I'm standing out with this big trophy. I'm walking off the stage. Everybody's patting me on my back. Who comes up to me? My wife, Kendra. And she says, you did amazing. You, you were just unbelievable. You blew everybody away. You were there. Everybody was standing. You're all over the internet. This is great. But what are you doing to help anybody? She goes, is, is, is you winning competitions or even getting trophies or just competing, is that helping anyone? She said, maybe you're inspiring some people, but you're probably scaring a lot because they look at you and go, well, I can't do that. She said, I really think you need to stop and think about this and put it to prayer what you think God is doing. Why do you have this disease? Is it to help you or is it to help other people? And that's how all of this started. It was by her kicking me in the in the butt saying, this is not about you, Dave. You know, you lived your life about you before MS. Now you need to live your life to help other people. And my whole philosophy started changing. And that's why I do what I'm doing. Well, your wife's beautiful in many ways. And that's the story that I didn't know. And I'm glad that you shared that. That's very cool. She's just a cool chick. Yeah. Um, so then you started the MS Fitness Challenge. Is that after that? The MS Fitness Challenge started right after the bodybuilding competition. That's when Kendra said, you know, let's start a, a nonprofit so that we could help people with MS. I didn't know anything about nonprofits. I don't know anything about that stuff. 
I just basically knew how to work out at this point. So, you know, we investigated how to do it. We opened up the nonprofit in the first year. We did a major event in uh, Minnesota that was sponsored by a really cool company. And the news covered it. And we had um, a country music star come who also has MS, Julie, Julie Roberts. She came and she sang. Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, she's in Nashville. So, you know, really great event. It was packed. Uh, we raised a lot of money for the charity and that kind of kicked it off. So that's how it all started. And that was about, geez, 12 years ago now. Wow. Time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then you did, you did that really cool PSA for us. I'm going to post that after this again. Yeah. Um, when was that? That was a while ago. That must've been like eight years ago. Was it that long? Something like that. It was, yeah, it was a while wow. back. Yep. Yeah. And you came down and we went, uh, where, where were we? Like San Diego or somewhere yep. at a gym and we shot all that. And, you know, I, really I remember, good. I remember sitting there with you and watching you knock out the, the lines and, and, and no cue cards, nothing. Oh, I was shitting my pants, brother. Oh, yeah. But I, I was there trying to get a sentence out that kept messing up. And then you are saying this whole big thing and it was so oh. good. That's no, you're it. so sweet. You were so kind to me. And I just remember like I had studied for like weeks before that. Like I was so afraid like that I wouldn't, I, that's, that's the last thing. Like you don't want to screw up, but you don't want to screw up with something as important as the MS fitness challenge. And we've got that at the bottom of the ticker. And I want people to go check out that site because let's talk a little bit too about, and thank you for your kind words, but back to the, back to the people. Let's talk about that day that you had tingling in your arm. Like it's so important that we recognize symptoms of MS and talk about what the disease is and what it's like to have it because it's not breast cancer. So we're not, it's not glamorous. Like we're not just talking about it all the time. And there's so many diseases that are talked about. And then there's so many that are not, and this is not one that's talked about. I bet right. half the people know somebody with it who don't even know they have it. Let's talk yeah. about that day that you had the tingling in the arm and you thought it was a stroke or a heart attack. Like what does it feel like? What did it feel like? What does it feel like to have MS? What are some of the challenges that sure. you face? Well, you know, MS is called a snowflake disease because it's different for each person. Mm, okay. So even though there's very common symptoms, we all respond a little bit differently to them. So you might have someone that has five lesions in the brain, which are little spaces between the nervous system that stops the myelin sheath from working. Okay. So when you have a lesion, you're going to lose some form of ability somewhere. Okay. Someone could have five lesions and not feel MS at all. Someone can have one lesion and be in a wheelchair. So, yeah, that's how different the, the uh, disease is and how it affects people. So for me, it was a numbness and I started to lose the feeling in my left arm down into my hand. To this day, I still don't feel this hand. I can't feel it. I had to teach myself to be able to do this with no feeling. My left leg was completely numb. I couldn't feel it. I oh, couldn't bend wow. my knee. I walked like the hunchback in Notre Dame. I was constantly like doing this just to move, dragging my leg. It, it was, you know, and I had pains everywhere. My whole body, there were pains. I couldn't see out of my left eye to what? the left. Yeah. And it, it, it optic neuritis. There's, there's bladder issues. There's bowel issues for some people. There's all sorts of internal organs that just don't work right because the nervous system is not firing properly. But what you find on the outer 
um, parts of people that you can see are feet that don't want to lift up off the ground, legs that are dragging or hyperextending, you know, arms that can't reach above the head or do things. And I was one of those people until I started to train the way I'm training now. I reversed everything and now I could jump rope, which I couldn't do. I could run on the tre- I just ran on the treadmill um, the other day with a 50 pound vest on and I videotaped it because people like, no, nah, that's impossible. You can't do that. And we will uh, continue this next week where we find out more in detail symptoms and how people with MS feel. Uh, listen to these symptoms. You never know if you've got a friend or yourself who could be uh, experiencing early signs. You want to detect that. You want to get help right off the bat. Thanks for listening, Golden Peeps. I love you. Russo's Brand, Channel Attitude, signing off. What's up, everyone? It's Goldie Impact Wrestling, TLC's Cheapskates. Ted Nugent's running wild from him somewhere in the woods. And maybe you've seen our band, Goldilocks Band. We're out there. We're on tour. But now we're connecting on Cameo. So I want to tell you that I'm here to be your humble servant. And that's whatever you need said for you, for a friend, a shout-out, a golden shout-out. You name it, here and on it. Now, just reminding you, keep it classy, keep it cool, and keep it above the belt. But I want to offer you something a little bit uh, a little bit different. Just remember, if I'm not on the road and I've got access to these next beauties, we can always have... I want to make this the most amazing experience for you ever because you deserve it. Your friends deserve it. Your loved ones deserve it. And just remember, I can sing you a few lines of a song. It can be from from anywhere. Like, uh, it can be from somewhere over the rainbow. Or it could be near, far, wherever. It could even be on a highway to hell. It can even be from there. Oh, and keep in mind, not all requests are the same. Maybe your motivation comes with a harder edge. Maybe you need a more jagged little pill. There's nothing that I love more than playing the heel. So if you need your message delivered with more, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? intention please specify can't wait to connect with you on cameo thanks so much for being here stay golden